Welcome to HR Party of One. I'm your host, Ryan McCoslin. Today, we're going to talk about how to help your team return to the office safely, respectfully, and responsibly. It's June 2020. And way back in March, employers all over the country began asking their teams to work remotely, to not come into the office so that we could all do our parts to flatten the COVID-19 curve. Now, many of those employers have decided that, well, they're going to work from home indefinitely, or at least until further notice. But some have begun to put together preliminary plans for returning to the office. And indeed, many already have. If you're an employer who who, who is thinking about returning, today we're going to talk about our return to work readiness checklist to help you do that the right way. Now, before we get into the meat of today's episode, a few things. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Ring the bell so that you can be notified when we release a new HR Party of One episode. Also, I'm not filming from HR Party of One Studios in downtown Nashville. I'm not even recording from my home office in Nashville. I'm with my extended family. We rented an Airbnb. And and since we're all working remotely anyway, we figured we should be somewhere where, where we could all swim in a pool. But if this background doesn't look familiar to you, that's why. I'm in a random Airbnb filming an HR Party of One, and I'm glad to be doing it today. Just last month, in May, the CDC released guidelines for employers to use when reopening work sites and offices during the COVID-19 pandemic. These guidelines included best practices for employers to mitigate and monitor the spread of COVID-19, and more importantly, guidelines for how to keep employees safe as we return. Doctors and public health experts tell us that some people are just at higher risk of severe illness from COVID-19. They include anyone who's over age 65, but also younger people who have underlying medical conditions like chronic lung disease, hypertension, diabetes, or asthma. As employers ask their teams to return to the office, the CDC guidelines encourage anyone who falls into a higher risk category to self-identify with their employers and also that employers should avoid making unnecessary medical inquiries so that employees can keep health information private. And this leads us to our first set of questions on the return to work readiness checklist. First off, what are the symptoms of COVID-19? Symptoms can appear between two and 14 days after exposure to the virus and can include cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, fever, chills, muscle pain, sore throat, and new loss of taste or smell. As far as making unnecessary medical inquiries, how much health information is an employer permitted to request from employees who report an illness or call in sick? This is a tricky area, so you want to be cautious, but ADA-covered employers can ask employees if they're experiencing influenza-like symptoms, including fever or chills, and a cough or sore throat. This information must be kept as a confidential medical record. Related to this, a common question is, can employers ask employees who do not have COVID-19 symptoms to disclose whether they have a medical condition that puts them at high risk for severe illness? And the answer to this is no, they can't. However, if an employee volunteers this information, it must be kept confidential. Employers who are returning to offices or work sites can't just go back and pretend like nothing has happened. They can't just go back to normal without observing social distancing guidelines from the CDC. Starting out, employers need to scale up only if strict, social distancing and appropriate cleaning and disinfecting procedures can be ensured for the safety of employees and customers. Many businesses are already at or past this point, depending on where they are. Communal spaces should also remain closed if possible, or at least cleaned and disinfected between uses. 
Group events, including gatherings and meetings, should be limited to no more than 10 people while in this step. The next step is to scale up to moderate social distancing. This can include physical barrier installation, like partitions and changing workspace configurations, so everyone can stay at least six feet apart. Group events, including gatherings and meetings, should be limited to no more than 50 people if you're in this step too. And finally, you can scale up to limited social distancing. This is the closest step to going back to normal, but employees should still avoid unnecessarily close contact and comprehensive cleaning and disinfecting should still be a regular occurrence. And events where social distancing can't be maintained should be canceled or rescheduled. And as you're scaling up, employers are gonna to wanna to incorporate safety actions that fall into three categories. The first is, is just good personal hygiene among employees. And during COVID-19, that includes things like washing your hands as often as possible, wearing face masks or cloth coverings while you're around others, and covering your mouth and your nose when sneezing or coughing, which, which every good mother or grandmother is gonna remind you of if you're not doing that already. According to the US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, employers can require employees to wear masks and other personal protective equipment, depending on the nature of the job. Employers are also permitted to require employees to adopt infection control practices like regular hand washing. The second category of actions is to intensify cleaning disinfection, and ventilation. Shared surfaces need to be cleaned at least daily, and shared objects should be cleaned between each use. Also, make sure your ventilation system is working and airflow is encouraged. And the final category of safety actions is to limit travel. During step one of reopening, you should probably cancel or reschedule all non-essential business travel. In steps two and three, you can travel as long as it's in accordance with, with state, federal, and local guidelines or rules. If during all three phases, um, you have employees who are taking public transportation to work, encourage them to continue to work remotely until they can get to work without having to rely on public transportation. One common question around travel is, if an employee has traveled during the pandemic, can an employer inquire about COVID-19 exposure during the trip? And the answer is yes. yes. If certain travel restrictions are put into place by the CDC or state or local uh, health officials, employers are permitted to ask whether employees are returning from restricted locations. Another important way to help keep your employees safe is to monitor the health of your team and have a plan in place if someone gets sick. And there are three things that you can do. First, you can check your employees for signs and symptoms of illness. Now, you could just take their temperature routinely on a regular schedule. Um, or look for other symptoms that may be indicative of COVID-19, but make sure you do this in accordance with privacy laws. One of the common questions is, can an employer measure an employee's body temperature? And as of March, 2020, and in direct response to the community spread of COVID-19, the answer to that is yes. Do note that this data remains subject to ADA confidentiality requirements. Next, you need to establish employee sickness procedures. If an employee gets sick, they need to be sent home immediately and not return until they've met the CDC guidelines for discontinuing home isolation. Other procedures need to be defined for transporting a sick employee to a healthcare facility. And also you need to uh, notify local health officials, customers, and staff that you may have a case. Um, note here that you need to make sure that you comply with, with ADA requirements and protect confidentiality of anyone who's sick. 
Finally, you need to make sure you clean the work area of anyone who, who's sick and is sent home and encourage employees who had an interaction with that person to, to work remotely for a period of time until they can confirm that they're not sick too. And hey, by the way, you want to protect the health of your business too by maintaining healthy operations. This can include flexible rules around sick leave and, and remote work measures. It also includes ensuring that each person is cross-trained so that if someone is out for an extended period of time, you have someone else who can do their work. You don't want only one person to know how to do payroll. One more recommendation on this is to designate a point person for handling all COVID-19 communication and uh, an established communication channel for people to uh, report that they may have been exposed so that you can take the appropriate steps. As with everything else during this pandemic, these guidelines are subject to change. Um, we're learning more each week, each month. And if another outbreak occurs, you need to adjust your operations up to and including potentially closing your office again altogether to protect your employees and our communities. Here are a few other common questions that I want to answer as we wrap this up. Are employers allowed to ask employees why they've missed work if they suspect a medical explanation? Yes. Can employers compel employees to take a COVID-19 vaccination? Of course, currently there's no vaccine. But if, or hopefully when, one becomes available, the answer to that is no. An employee may be exempt from mandatory vaccination due to an ADA disability or a sincerely held religious belief under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We happen to have some really good content in the links in the description of this episode. Check out the link to the Return to Work Readiness Checklist. Download it, review it, and, and share it with the rest of your leadership team. Um, as an HR party of one, you can take the lead on this and make sure that when you do return to work, you're doing it the right way. We also have a link to an exceptional blog post by our newest team member, Drew. It's called um, The CDC Guidelines and Best Practices for Reopening Workplaces. Uh, check it out and, and also share that internally if you're coming up with a plan. If you like this content today, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell so that you can get notifications when we release a new episode. And hey, so many small and medium-sized employers across the country are, are thinking about this stuff and how to return to work the right way. And a lot of the burden is falling on the shoulders of the CEO or the owner. As an HR party of one, you can make your job especially strategic by putting together a plan and sharing it with, with whoever it is that you report to so that you can take the lead on getting this right. Remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.